Welcome to the Movement Made Better podcast, powered by Stick Mobility. We are your hosts, Dennis Dunphy and Neil Valera. Today's guest, Mike Lyon, co-founder of Pedestal Footwear. So Mike, we'll turn it over to you. Give a little background on yourself, please. Well, anyway, thanks, Dennis and Neil. Appreciate you having me on. It's been a while, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. First connected back at the Barefoot Training Summit. I think it was 2015 now, I believe. Yeah, it's a lot. It's 16, I think it's 16. 16. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. We've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. Well, COVID yeah. year just is. Uh, yeah, that gets wiped out. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah. So anyway, my name is Mike Lyon, co-founder of Pedestal Footwear. We're really on a mission to get people out of traditional shoes and into pedestals for their indoor workout sessions. And obviously, we're all American-made. Me and my business partner, Brendan McKee, we're here in Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, yeah, I guess been at it now for about five and a half, six years. I mean, interested, you know, excited for this conversation, see where it goes, talk about you know, foot fetishes and all sorts of weird foot stuff <laughs> or whatever people are into, but also just, you know, business and functional anatomy, whatever we want to sort of nerd out about, I'm all for. So um, nice. I'm excited for it. And then obviously, if anybody wants to, you know, talk with me or separately or email me, I'm sure we'll share with that, you know, after. Definitely. Um, definitely. Cool. Yeah. So how long have you been training or been in the industry, so to speak? Probably about... 10 years, eight years now, you know, I graduated from college and I, uh, my first job out of college was actually at enterprise rent a car. And I was like, you know, I was washing suits. I was washing cars rather in my dad's suit, like first day on the job. I remember just being soaked and like miserable. And I was like, God, this is people do this every day. I was like, you know, it was white shirt tie, you know, every day doesn't matter. It could be 90 degrees out. You're wearing your sport coat. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh, this is, you know, whatever, you know, I'll just stick it out. You know, this is, that's the corporate grind. This is what people do. Right. I remember it was like shave every day too. Like, so you got to shave every morning mm-hmm. and like, you know, and so they wanted to clean shave. so I remember I used to shave at night to kind of like save myself time in the uh, morning because I had to yeah. like reverse commute. And I never, I'll never forget this. And this is like hand to God. I came, I came in one day and the guy takes his fingers and like puts them on my face and, <laughs> sa- and says to me, did you shave this morning? And I was like, all right, this is enough of this. You know what I mean? I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. That's for damn sure. So I was like, I'm out of here. I got to figure it out. Right. So I like quit that job. And the guy was like begging me to come back because I was doing pretty well, but I was just like, yeah. this is, I remember I like, even like, you know, I have a pretty good driving record. And I remember I smashed the car up because it was just like all <laughs> things were just like coming to a head. So I left there and I actually got a job selling memberships at Equinox. And I was like, and I was, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, the fitness space. I enjoyed working out myself and I did that for about a year and a half. And I really enjoyed the job. Great team. Only thing is I just, like a lot of people, I think I missed the sense of fulfillment. You know what I mean? I was helping people, you know, live healthier lives, make the right choice for their life and, you know, helping them move, feel better or, lose weight or whatever their fitness goal is. But I just like the sense of fulfillment I never really had there. You know what I mean? And so I like saved up some money, quit my job there. And I was just living in San Diego with three girls, having the time of my life, learning how to surf, you know, just living cheap. You know what I mean? It's amazing. It's amazing how far the dollar goes when you're single, you got no, you know what I mean? It's like, it's amazing how, you know, you can travel on a Tuesday afternoon, you're not fixed to a schedule. So 
I lived in San Diego for in Pacific Beach to be uh, specific. To back up a little bit, when I was in high school, I had a very bad back in my L5 shot out a quarter inch and I could barely walk for about oh, seven damn. months. Like, damn. yeah, I, I remember that Halloween vividly. Like my friend, just as a joke, we wanted to be like Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber because mm-hmm. I had like a cane. So we dressed up as like in the suits because I was like hobbling. You know what I mean? This is like 17 years old. And I remember telling my dad, hey, I want to get back surgery. And he was like, you're 17, man. Figure it out. You're not getting back surgery. There's got to be another option, which at the time I was pissed. But now I'm thankful for because, you know, there's through, you know, obviously other things we'll get into later, but I'm I'm able to move and feel better now and feel fine. Right. But so I went and saw this specialist. His actual name was Aaron Mattis. And he was in, he's in Florida and he does active isolated stretching. It was with a rope. And my mom actually had MS at the time and was seeing him for special. So I was like, go see him, see what he can do. And everything we did from day one was barefoot. It was like, you know, take your shoes off. I had never heard of that. You know, high school kid, uh, you know, on the world, I didn't know anything, you know, just like any high school kid. I know nothing about the world. Right. So he taught me a lot about barefoot training and just stretching and active isolation, all this different things. And I would like a dog, I would do those like things that he told me to do every day. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't one day where I didn't do, you know, he gave me this whole book of exercises and whatever else. And so I started doing those exercises. And my brother at the time was also doing like strongman. So he'd always be in like socks, deadlifting. Or he would like pull the school bus. He was like all sorts of into like older brother into like this strongman stuff. So the only way I worked out was really just in socks, like going around in high school and then even through college. And then now fast forward to to sort of come full circle is when I was at Equinox, people would again be with their trainer, you know, nice gym, nice place. And they would take their shoes off and do movement. And so it kind of like dawned on me. I was like, okay, so people are doing it here. I was like, then I quit the job, moved to San Diego. And what do you know, walking to the gym first day, boom, somebody walking around doing whether it's yoga or mobility work Mm -hmm. in socks. From there, I thought I was going to be there for a while. And my buddy actually was working for a company in Budapest, Hungary. And I was like, he's like, dude, come live on my couch. It's just like, see Europe, have a good time, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, all right, I guess I can try to make that work. And so went, lived on his couch, walk into, again, the gym, like I signed up, you know, third day I was there. Mm-hmm. And again, same thing. I see people, I'm like, okay, so clearly this isn't just like a Boston thing. It's not just like a California thing or a US thing. Now we're in like, I hate to say it because I hate to be called Eastern Europe mm-hmm. and people are doing it. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. So I came at it and sort of started to like dawn on me, like, okay, how do I create a product that's like just for the training environment? And it's really just us, uh, you know, think of a yoga sock on like steroids, basically. Mm-hmm. And it performs mm-hmm. at a much higher level. It's American made because, you know, we, you know, I, I come from a military background, but I also feel like, you know, there's no reason why we can't make this in the USA, right? Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to sort of do it in the USA. So I started researching materials and I'm sure you guys share a lot of the same stories of finding manufacturers. And I met my business partner, Brendan, actually at Equinox when I was there through my cousin. They were like friends and he was he has experience in the retail space. And he also was helping this local nonprofit called Inner City Weightlifting, which I don't know if you've heard of them, but they take like inner city youth and they like that are high risk for violence, gang violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they had an ESPN video come out a few years back now. And he was volunteering there and helping out. And they basically give these kids an option besides, you know, 
being on the streets, they give them a job as a trainer. They teach them certification so they can start training people. They have like corporate wellness programs, really cool program. And Brendan was involved with that. So I sort of circled back with him about that because I saw him that he was involved with it. And then next thing led to another, we are where we are now. But I will say that like, yeah, just the experience of just not just thinking locally, but having the travel experience also enlightened me to like, wow, I'm seeing people doing this in other parts of the world that, you know, sometimes you can think that this is just something you believe in, but you know, with so many millions of people on this world, in this world, somebody else has the same sort of idea or concept or way of living and thinking. So for somebody that doesn't know what the pedestal footwear is, can you describe that a little bit more in depth? Yeah. So it's basically, the so pedestals are a, basically how we position it is like we're high performance training sock. And we have a specialized patented grip pattern on the bottom. So, you know, it helps people move. You know, typically when you see a grip sock, you think cheap grip sock, you know, whatever I can spend. But this has patented design. So it actually helps you move in all three uh, planes of movement with a triangular grip pattern. There's more grip under the big toe, which we know is where you get your power from. So a lot of these other companies don't know that. But also there's a special yarn in the toe and heel for added durability. So whether you're training on turf, hardwood, regular gym flooring. You know, we know every gym has different flooring and most of them are, you know, some are the same, but, you know, it varies from gym to gym. And then there's also an antimicrobial silver lining in it. So you can wear it for multiple workouts. You can toss it in your gym bag if you're traveling, you know, a great option for get your barefoot for a workout in when you're traveling. Um, and then obviously American made, and there is some compression in it as well to say, keep it snug to the foot. And we come packaged really nice. Our slogan is ditch your shoes. And we sort of have a nice stand-up pouch that it comes in and people can sort of, you know, rip it open and have at it. Uh, we also, too, provide, I didn't mention this, we provide programming with every order that goes over basic foot and ankle issues, you know what I mean? But Or conditions, rather. So your flat foot, high arches, pronation, supination, eversion, all of those things. We sort of try to get the individual to think, how do I fix this problem through exercise, not through the band-aid approach of orthotics, right? So we Very really nice. want people to start to think about their long-term foot health. Again, I understand people aren't going to the beach and saying, hey, flexing my feet and saying, hey, check out how sexy my feet are, right? But, you know, for people that understand movement like us, you know, we know that it's basically like a tire on a car. It's the only part that touches the ground. And once you have a flat tire, just like a flat foot, you know what happens from there. So yeah, so basically it's a really high performance grip sock made in the USA. And, you know, we specialize in the training environment. Yeah, because I know one of the things is is people that are kind of averse, adverse to being barefoot in any tri- type of facility. I think that's the sock primarily gets them to at least get out of the sh- foot regular sh- confining shoes. But traditional socks, especially on some surfaces, you do nothing but slide. So that's a huge advantage. You actually have some grip. You can interact with the with the surface. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, if, if somebody wants to wear it to work out at home or they want to give it to their grandmother for her to not slip at home, I mean, we're all for it. And speaking of grandmothers, I mean, if you think about your grandmother or grandfather's foot at 85 years old compared to when they were 25 years old, and the hammer toes, the bunions, being in gyms, you see people's feet in the locker room all the time. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the heck? What is that? What's wrong with that guy? So, and it's like, there's only one reason. And we can all know how that happens. I mean, 60 years of wearing confining shoes, what's it going to do to your feet, right? Mm-hmm. So think about how that, I mean, just think about anybody, how their feet have changed over those the, the 40, 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what the shoes are doing to you. But 
you know, and again, the biggest objection we get in the gym environment, the training environment is, you know, what if I drop a weight on my foot? But I mean, if you drop a weight on your Nikes, your air, whatever you're wearing, you're screwed, right? It might hold the blood a little bit better. You know what I mean? But I think proprioceptively, right? You're a little bit more aware of your space when you're barefoot anyway. So you're probably less likely to drop a weight in your foot, right? You're a little bit more like not fragile, but like you're going to pay attention and focus. You know what I mean? It's not like talk to your buddy and, you know, screw around while you work out. Yeah. You're much more mindful. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. what's interesting is when people say that, well, what if you do this? Well, when you have that stuff on, you are much more engaged in what Mm -hmm. you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that I think just automatically happens. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. posting a video a long time ago in the climbing gym. I was barefoot doing deadlifts mm-hmm. and someone, so, so, you know, commented like, Oh, you're going to hurt your feet. I'm like, you know, I'm going to hurt my feet if I have chucks on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's, um, but, yeah, it you know, make- people don't know what they don't know. You know what I mean? And that's, it's our job to educate them. Right. That's why, you know, that's why I love doing what I do. Cause people, I mean, and I'm sure the same with you. I mean, the, Back to my story about being fulfilled. I mean, nothing's more fulfilling to me as a person when somebody says, holy shit, like, I really feel it in my hamstrings. I'm moving so much better. Like, I, my posture is so much better. Or, or like, I, I sent this to my son in Afghanistan because he's like, wants to train. You know what I mean? You get all these messages and things from customers and people that, oh, I really love your content. And that's, to me, is what's fulfilling. So I know once we get people in the product and get them out of what they've been training in, it's going to be a different experience and different feeling. Like you said, like, you know, feelings are huge. And, you know, just for your brain, like you were, we were talking previously about, you know, you might buy this $400 pair of shoes, you put them on your feet and you're like, this doesn't feel right. right? Yeah. How crazy is that? Imagine buying a sports car and like, you're like, wow, this thing is beautiful a lambo you get in a lambo and the engines of like a, a four banger yeah. you're like what the what the fuck's wrong with this thing right <laughs> so i think it's you know it's the same thing you can pay for whatever you want but at the same time it's really about feeling right like what feels right you know and i think that's sort of we know that this it's gonna once you start moving in this product and get used to it now of course you're not gonna go log 18 miles on a run with these right and that's i think to get into another subject that's where some companies you know you know uh the five finger company got in trouble as they said, these are better for you automatically. Like just go from whatever here you're in and right into these and you'll be perfect. And it's like, well, there is a adaptation period. There is a learning period. It's not just you go zero to 60, right? You got to, you know, crawl before you sprint. So, you know, I always, people ask me all the time, like, Hey, can I run on a treadmill? And as I said, you can eventually, you know, but definitely don't start doing that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like definitely we, you know, weed off whatever you're using now, wean off of it and then, you know, start slowly. Right. So I think that's sort of, you know, people are in such a rush to just take one step back and take two steps forward. Right. Is that something that you try to include in like the packaging so that, you know, when people get them, they're, you know, they're, they're going to go gung ho on it right away because they're mm-hmm. excited. But do you have it on there where it says, hey, you know, just ease into this, start walking in them for a day or start yeah, think, doing some light yeah, training? That's a good question, Neil. I think inherently, like once you receive the product, like it's, it's the material is so different that like just feeling it, you're probably not going to be so comfortable doing it. You know what I mean? So you're already thinking about that. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not a shoe in that regard is I guess, I guess is what I'm saying, right? Like if you were wearing a, like a regular sneaker, you might just still push it. But when you put this on and it feels, you can actually feel the floor and you can actually like, you know, feel 
what's around you, you're probably your running posture and your gait might be better. You know what I mean? Or like you might be landing properly. Right. But I think you're, you're more apt to go slow anyway. You know what I mean? I just don't. And so to to answer your question, no, we don't put anything like that in there, but I think it's people inherently will slow down. You know what I mean? I mean, people will ask ahead of time, Hey, can I run on Dremel? Yes. But I think they don't really know until they have the product in their hands. Like, yeah, I should probably go slow. You know, the durability of your product is fantastic. I mean, I've got some clients that use them and they've had pairs for a couple of years, actually. Yeah. Uh, even with the constant washing. So uh, the product has held up extremely well. I was having this conversation with Brendan the other day. I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Cause it's like, <laughs> you know, if I have people that, you know, they've ordered, they've only had one pair for five years and it's yeah. like, that's great. That it's so durable, but it's kind of like, I want you to order it. You know what I mean? Like, I hope they're like, you know, I hope you wear them out, but yeah, no, I, I mean, that's why we come up with new designs, new colors, new options and, you know, stay relevant and keep people interested and entertained. Right. That's part of the game is like the durability, but also, you know, just the fact that, you know, you have a great customer service experience too. Right. If there's an issue, if there's, you know, people ask, you know, what size should I go? Hey, listen, we, this is what we suggest. If it doesn't fit or doesn't work, you know where to get, get to get us and we'll make it right. You know what I mean? And I think that comes with the price point too, right? I mean, people are used to buying socks and a pack of 10, you know, for four ninety nine. It's like, you know, our price point's higher, but that, you know, much higher, but that comes with, you know, you're getting a better product, you're getting a better service and getting American made product as well. So, I um, mean, there's a cost to that, right? So, I think that that's sort of, you know, where we stand now. Well, I think from a product standpoint, too, we, we've we just gotten so accustomed to, well, really what you would consider inferior, inferior product longevity than what our parents or grandparents used to or grew mm-hmm. up with. So mm-hmm. when you do come across uh, a product that does have durability and longevity, I, I think in some regards, you, you get a much lo- more loyal fan base. I had had the same golf irons for 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. Never a problem. I was like, you know what? Let me splurge this this summer. I'll get some new irons, right? And I got fitted. Was so happy to get you know stuff that fit me correctly. You know, I hadn't got fitted since I was probably a buck sixty soaking wet. Now I'm like two twenty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. clearly, there's some difference in swing speed, whatever. And for the second round, you know, second week of playing up, the the, the club head just snaps off after hitting a ball. So it's like, here are my irons that I have for 15 years. So whatever they were doing back then, you know what I mean? Whether it was less economical, less, you know, more polluting or whatever their company mission has been since then, you know what I mean? It's clearly changed the manufacturing process to the point where like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like jump to conclusions and say it's an inferior product because it feels good and I swing it well, but like, is there some difference in the quality and are you sacrificing it for these other reasons, you know? You know, the club head snaps off after like the second week of work. Like, how does that happen after I had clubs for 15 years? Never had an issue, right? So back to your point of like quality from previous generations versus now. Yeah, it's like the old school toys. Yeah, the old school toys lasted yeah. forever. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. pass them yeah. down from generation to generation. Even old cars. I mean, you could talk about problems with cars or laundry machines. Now they're going to these eco-friendly. The thing doesn't even dry my clothes. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you have to, you know... As, as a company mission is it do you want to be you know uh safe for the environment do you want to be economic you know economical or eco-friendly or whatever it is you have some sort of you know other mission that you're supporting which is great i mean all for all for that but some companies are really going towards a more you know eco-friendly 
you know, material or, uh, which is awesome all for mm-hmm. that. You know, it just, we don't want to sacrifice the customer experience. And, you know, if they've been buying for you for so long, all of a sudden they get a product that's like inferior. They're like, well, what's going on here? You know? So from a marketing standpoint, you know, what, what have you found success or uh, with, and what have you had misses as far as missteps? Email and obviously just watering your current customers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? One in the hands worth two in the bush. So I think just continuing to make sure that our customers are happy, you know, hitting them with some creative, fun content, but also asking them for their feedback on future products or what they'd like to see or what they want to do uh, or what they would like us to do. Right. So from a marketing perspective, I mean, that email marketing, I mean, that is marketing in itself and it's the easiest in regards of, you know, pushing a button and sending it to people, but it's Mm. the hardest in the fact that you want to make sure you're relevant and people are opening your email and enjoying the content you're providing them. Right. It's not just like sale, you know, here's a new, you know, I get an email from like Walmart or Best Buy every day, shop this 50% off. It's like, okay, at what point does that get old? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, just making sure that the, the content's relevant and then a big misperspective is like we a few years ago we tried to we hired a third party to do like digital for us mm. and at first it started well but then what happened was you know we didn't really keep an eye on it and they're running you know promotions that are now over from like a month ago you know what mm. i mean so it, it was kind of like it worked for a little bit but then like you know i'm paying you for a service and you're not really like on you know in, in the current time right in mm. the same ethos really right so i think for us it was just well, you know, obviously we made it work and we, you know, we had our, you know, had it out with them and, you know, everything's fine. But I think just from there, we got kind of skittish on finding a third party to do this anymore. And I think that was kind of a big headache for us was like, it was a learning, but it was also like, you know, we should have just like moved on faster from that. I will say though, over the last year and a half, we've really invested in like SEO stuff, which is great as like, as which is search engine optimization, you know, Mm -hmm. as a, as an e-commerce company that, you know, we don't have a storefront that you can walk into and purchase from us. I mean, basically SEO is your, is your sign outside on the street, right? Mm-hmm. So people are going down barefoot training Avenue and they're like, Oh, look at there's pedestal footwear. Right. So, or they're going, you know, going down Gripsock Avenue and on the corner is pedestal. So we kind of think of it in that regard of like, you know, SEO being your storefront. Um, and so that's been good. I mean, that's nothing that I do or Brennan does, you know, it's, I'm, I'm learning that like, you know, delegate and have people do these things that are, you know, Brennan and I know, but not enough to be dangerous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So hire people that can like sort of do that. Right. I think that's been a, a good win for us. And from there, you know, just like, again, Brennan and I's real focus is just making sure our customers are happy. And if they're not, we can make them happy in whatever way that is. You know? So with your current customer base, are you giving them, you know, in the email marketing, are you giving them training tips, giving them educational content, things like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We're sharing workouts where, you know, we have like a workout Wednesday, which is just, you know, whether either people tagged us in something or somebody's using our product on like, you know, whatever. And we share that workout with them. And then, you know, maybe like do like a individual, like uh, a movement that maybe somebody hasn't tried or something to something about the feet, you know what I mean? Or, you know, some fact about the feet and what you can do, or if you pronate, here's some exercises, if you supinate or you have high arches or, you know, then we have like just like a Sunday sweat, which is basically a shared workout of like somebody that wants us that wants to, you know, we just share a workout with someone. So it's nothing like too in-depth. And I feel like the more science we get, the less of um, interested people become, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're not really, you know, I, 
I'm not a strength coach. I just get people in the boat to row for us. You know what I mean? People that know it better than I do. You know, I don't mean to be out here and say, I know everything because I don't, you know what I mean? I, I get, you know, the, the strength coaches that, that know this to talk about it and say, why wow, I know we're providing a product that helps people move and feel better. And if it gets in the hands of a great strength coach or mobility coach or a yogi or whatever, and they want to talk about it, I mean, we're going to share that content, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we, right? Mm-hmm. So I think at first we tried to be like very like pigeonholed in that regard of like, just, just send really sciencey stuff and be like the, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, people want to like see the personality. I think the, the, the race really with branding is like, whoever is more personal is going to win, right? Like, I think that's, you know, you might never, you, know, you a lot of your customers, you never see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Most yeah. of them you never see, yeah. right? So how how do you see them? I mean, it's either going to be like this or like this, right? There's really no, you know, or like this is with Skype. But I mean, you know, there's there's no. I think we want to encourage our customers to share and encourage them to like tell us why they love the product or why they don't. I know. Going back to a point we had talked about earlier about training feet, it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting because we always hear we gotta you need to work out, you need to build muscle, create strength. But then like you inferred a little earlier, the feet have muscles, right? Mm -hmm. The hands have muscles, the neck has muscles, but it's interesting. Like those are three areas of the human body that people just don't like want to work out. It's like they want to disavow any knowledge of there being any muscles in those regions. And why, and I want to say, why is that? And I think it's because, I mean, let's be honest. And you tell me, because you know better than I, of the you take a hundred people, okay, and you tell me how many of them care if you had the two options, how many of you care about your ankle mobility to hit an overhead squat versus how many of you care about having a six pack on the beach? Oh, yeah, overwhelmingly, the uh, hundred of a hundred, man, yeah, a hundred exactly. 100, yeah. And so, that's probably the reason why those smaller groups or the more important ones are they just get overlooked in regard because. People don't care about it until they're in pain, right? People don't care about it until they really, if, if they're really specialized or if, you know, if they're in a sport or whatever, and people are like, Hey, this is a competitive advantage. Let's take your shoes off and let's start to work out barefoot. Right. If I see somebody walking around in gym barefoot, I'm like, okay, that person gets movement. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they get it. Not to say that somebody wears sneakers doesn't, but I'm saying like somebody that is, has experienced that and knows what that's like, they can at least reason with that person and they, they don't kind of look at them twice or like look at them funny like what's that person like walking around in socks or like barefoot it's like oh no 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 they're like they're act- they actually know the feet are important to movement you know what i mean so would you say the majority of your customers are probably on the older end of the spectrum or let's say yeah. above 30 or so yeah that's our that's our 25 to 45 is our like home running we're usually like split between men and women so it's like we're you know we're not like really high men or really high women or whatever you identify as right but we, you know it's we're really split down the middle but then also like i think there's you know there's obviously sub you know there's obviously an older population and a younger probably but not really younger you know what i mean like high school kids obviously they wear the product but like you know i think it's mostly right after college or call you know college age or just right after college right and then all the way up to 40 and like 45 is like the home run you know i think like you know, 40 to 45 in there is, is our customer base. Yeah. Cause I think there's a real sweet spot for, especially the over 60 age group, you know, yeah. because you had mentioned just slightly about grandparents, not sliding on, mm-hmm. especially if you have hardwood floors in your mm-hmm. home, you know, well, you get, 
the sock <laughs> slips. So give them something that's going to have some grip and track and tr- and some traction. It's funny you say that, Dennis. You know, I really and you, know, you could tell me if you think this is a really awesome idea. But I'm thinking about doing like marketing. Speaking of marketing, and having it be videos of older folks, elderly mm-hmm. folks, right? Mm-hmm. Working out and moving because no, every brand wants to be young and sexy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Every brand wants to have the girl or the guy that's wearing no clothes and flexing, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if we go in the opposite direction, we flip it on its head and say, oh, no, no, no. Look at these this, people over 70 absolutely crushing a deadlift or like walking up the stairs or, you know, whatever it is, right? And showing that I think is sort of like a, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of cool that they're marketing that way, right? Problem is, where are you going to put this content, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, how many of those people are on the, on social, right? How many of those people are, you know, that they, they might be searching something like grip socks or whatever. So I think it's just placing that, but that being said, it still would be like a pretty cool video of like older folks working out and being badasses because they are, you know what I mean? Like I, I think there's really, you know, I think old people rule, you know what I mean? I think that's like, <laughs> it's amazing that they, you know, there's so much to learn from them. And I think that there's, there really isn't actually heard something the other day, like an ad on like, I don't know if it was Pandora or something. It was like, you know, everybody wants to talk about like the 40 under 40, but this guy came out with some podcasts, like the 70 over 70. Yeah. And it's like people, people that are like over 70 and like crushing it or like living their best year, you know, the golden years. Right. And I think that's, you know, people don't, especially in business too, people don't think long-term. They think like, you know, next, next tomorrow, a week, a year, they don't, they got to get into thinking, 10 to 15 to 20 years, right? From now, right? How are you going to move? How are you going to feel? Yeah. Cause if you think about like, if you go to the hospital, right, they give you these, these mm-hmm. groups, yeah, but they're, are, they're pretty shitty. Man. Yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> so if you can get these into the yep. hospitals, you can get them into yeah. occupational therapist hands, yep. yeah, yep. physical therapists, retirement homes. See, that's kind of like the, the way in right there. Yep. Absolutely. And I think the, um, the issue with that is they've already understood in their head. They've comprehended. Okay, grip socks, ten cents. Yeah, mm, get them from sure. China, ten cents. Bang, we'll get them for everybody. We'll bang them out. We'll have them here tomorrow. And it's like, well, we can't really operate like that. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, yeah. got to keep the lights on somehow, right? So, yeah. if you want to pay ten cents? We're not the right fit. We can't be for everybody. You know what I mean? But to your point, specialized rehab places or like physical therapy places or whatever, where like people are paying premiums or like they're getting great care from someone, you know, that exactly is another avenue. And that's something we're trying to pursue as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the over 50 population is, that's the majority of the population, mm-hmm. especially here in what, in, in the Western hemisphere. Right. I mean, that's yeah. the vast majority of people are over the age of 50. Yeah. What do you find? What do you find with you guys as sort of your like ballpark? Like, do you have, you know, what do you think? Ours is definitely thirty plus. Oh, thirty plus yeah. for sure. Because you yeah. can't you can't talk mobility to a twenty year old. It just doesn't. Happen. Right. I yeah, mean, because I we know how we come on. I mean, would the three yeah. of us have listened to anybody yeah. about mobility at the age of twenty? No. Yeah. We've yeah. been like exactly. we've been like screw you, bro. Like I'm gonna yeah. go deadlift. Go away. You know. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And what do you think? Why? And why do you think that change happens? Is it because? They get to an age where they start to be in pain, or oh, do you yeah. think it, yeah, you just know, you yeah. don't move as well. You just don't move yeah. as well, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you want to be athletic still, yeah, yeah. yeah. weekend warrior, whatever yeah. it is, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, then it, when you start to feel those aches and pains, is you know, you, you start to seek out options, right? You you have that epiphany that something has to change. You know, I've mm-hmm. got to start doing something different. 
So that's and that typically is about that 30 year old age range where your body starts sending you those messages like, okay, fix something, take care of yeah. it or change something. Right. It, it's funny that day I was just golfing by myself and this kid comes up behind me and say, Hey, you mind if I play with you? I was like, no problem, man. Come on. Uh, I think he's a sophomore in high school, right? Great golfer. So he's like, yeah, I got a tournament tomorrow. I'm playing 36 holes. Cause that, I guess that's, you know, that's what I do with they tee off in the morning. And I, say, I go, Hey, if you don't mind me asking, this is my old self. I said, do you find yourself like, are you in any pain? Like after you play like 36 holes, like is, do you, anywhere in your body, like you find, no, not really. Like maybe <laughs> like my back, but I'm like, exactly. There's your point. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, sophomore in high school, yeah. you know? And it's like, he has no, he doesn't know yet that like, you know, what's going to happen, you know, the catch, the, basically the, I don't know what you would call it, but that your, your life catches up to you quick, mm-hmm. guess, you know? I mean, you've got to pay the piper sooner or later. I mean, it's just yeah. very, very, I mean, has any human ever gone 50 years of lifespan and not experienced some issue at some mm-hmm. level, right? Mm-hmm. It's eventually going to happen. And mm-hmm. so I think that's one of the reasons why recovery and mobility is starting to finally take some precedence or get some foothold into the training world and into mm-hmm. the occupational therapy world as far as, okay, it's important to strengthen, but it's also important to make sure that you're recovering properly. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, like what, when you, when you look at stick mobility as a whole, what like percentage are you going like wholesale, you know what I mean? Versus like people ordering direct from your website. Is it, are you sort of working with mostly, how does that work basically? It's probably mostly direct, direct sales. sales. Yeah. Direct sales. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, so it's basically if I, so if I'm scrolling on Instagram, right. And I see a stick in the background, it's probably a stick mobility certified coach that bought those at that facility, right. For that facility, yeah. correct. Like, or for it, themselves. Yeah. It, yeah. It, with a, with a novel object, with a novel tool, you need to have people that know what they know, be the people that are influencing and pushing. So anything that a, the general public is going to look at and kind of be like, I don't get it. They get it because they get exposed to people that do know what it is, what the advantages mm-hmm. are, what the pros mm-hmm. and the cons are. So mm-hmm. that's really where any new tool uh, has to be able to develop is through the education. And now, uh, what levels of education are you at now? Like I, you know, I, I know when we first met, you were doing a level one. I think that was, you know, whatever years ago. I think, but now you have multiple courses, correct? Yeah, we have a level two. I think that's probably about where we'll top out. We'll we'll specialize. Yeah. Well, we'll specialize in other direct pro- direct protocols. More yeah. specifically, as time goes on, but with something new, we still have a long way to go to get a really good solid wide bandwidth so to speak just on yeah. just on the basics and fundamentals yes i mean it's a it's, it's it's amazing that like the basics you can never they don't go old you know what i mean they don't yeah. grow old you know i mean just like doing the and is that what you kind of like the struggle you have now is like if you were to do like a level three you know what i mean it's like what are we disregarding like the importance of level one right like or or, you know, how do you see that? You know what I mean? Like, it, or do you think it just becomes redundant after a certain amount of levels or, you know, how do you yeah, sort of I think so. see that? I mean, I think yeah. you get, you get to a point where like, okay, you understand how to, you know, progress someone to a certain point and then now yeah. go start using these other tools or whatever your body weight and start loading yourself more. Yeah. I think that's, you know, cause that's the one thing, you know, you can keep for us, you know what I mean? Obviously 
it's not as involved. It's not like a, you know, as much as we consider ourselves like a tool for barefoot training, it's not, you know, a, you know, people don't look at it as a tool. They think of it as a piece of apparel or clothing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think in that regard, you know, moving colors and design and all that, it's not, in, you know, it doesn't really matter to us as much as it would for you guys creating a new certification. It's more like, you know, this has to like, we have to really be differentiated in regard between the one, two, and whatever else you go to, right? Well, I think when I when I talk to people about pedestal footwear, I'm like, look, it's if it's most for people that don't want to be barefoot, and there are a right. ton of people, uh, you know, and some gyms are going to be like, uh, no, you're not taking any, you're not walking around here barefoot, right? Right. So, you know, it, for me, it's just, hey, grab these, you're going to get the feedback, you're going to get the proprioception that you're looking for, right? Right. And yep. you're not going to have the manager at the club coming up to you and going, uh, you ain't got nothing on your feet. Right. You know? So, right. yep. so it's just that ability to, to give the clients and the end users what, what you know that they need without uh, disrupting the environment that they're in. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And, and I don't want to say this, but like, because of COVID, you know what I mean? A lot of people, what do they do? They work out at home right? They do virtual. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but my parents taught me when I walk in the door, you take your damn shoes off, right? Like you don't walk around this house with your shoes on. So we knew that like when people are now working out at home, you know what I mean? They're not going to wear their shoes. Either they're going to be barefoot or they're going to be in our product, right? Or hopefully our product, right? Amazing thing about the industry is just how quickly people flipped this virtual model, which is amazing. You know what I mean? These gym owners, I mean, hats off to them being able to just do what they could to shift and move and make it happen. But I think nothing's ever going to replace that personal one-on-one touch. You know what I mean? Like it's never, nothing will ever replace that. And some facilities were able to stay open because, you know, they were personal one-on-one. I think that's where the industry is going. People are probably who have been exposed to that now. Like, why am I going to go back to a big box gym where I'm just a number and a a monthly, you know, cash rate, you know, a monthly swipe of the card. Right. So, um, I think a lot of people are still going to, tons of people are still going to go back because we're communal and we're a societal creature. So yep. um, I think a lot of people have been missing that. Uh, I know the gym just down the street from me, you know, now that they're back, the swing, the pool is open, everything's back on. They're jamming because people, yeah. people are like, Hey, Neil, we haven't seen you in yeah. in nine months, bro. Like, holy shit. Like, shit. this is awesome. So I think there's always going to be that. So no matter, I know a lot of people are talking about, Oh, the down, the death of clubs, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, no, the, we're a societal creature. So we, we definitely yeah. need to have that face to face interaction. Yeah. I, I think, think but I think, I think in that regard though, people are getting that face to face interaction with their trainer. Right with the or the or or with other people in a small group setting, right? Mm-hmm. I think you know. Whereas before, you can kind of get lost in the shuffle of just like, okay, you go do your same monotonous routine every day at a gym, and then you just pay a monthly fee. Versus like, hey, I want to be. Part, I feel like the, the the places that really harness the sense of community and belonging mm-hmm. are the ones that like crush it anyway. But like, especially. Now, when like, hey, Marcy's taking this class, I'm going to the class and take the class, like you were saying, but it doesn't have to be like just a pure membership model versus, Mm -hmm. you know, like a pay for training plus membership, you know? Well, you know, with Zoom and all that, people can, I think what it's done, it's opened up another another avenue to train. So Mm -hmm. now you can have Mm -hmm. a hybrid model. You can still have, you know, your normal live training, 
but then you can also include some hybrid models. So you can even, you can expand your business more. Right. Yeah. And, and, and from anywhere, right. I think it is, it is, it is amazing. And I think, you know, I, I, again, it'll be like, like you said, I think people are going to go gangbusters back to whatever gym they were going to before because they miss it and they want to see the people, like you said, but I also at the same token, believe that the ones that because they were able to stay open because they were just like one-on-one training. It's not like a hundred people in a gym. You know what I mean? There's like, it's mm-hmm. me and a coach and a, a client, right? Mm-hmm. And it's maybe, maybe two or three people in a gym at a time, but I'm saying they were just able to like really harness that personal touch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. So well, you got anything new stuff in development, anything in the works, any type yeah. of new upgrades or products? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're actually getting into a product that obviously people can, you know, fitness happens everywhere. And we Mm -hmm. understand that, you know, it's not just in a gym, you know, people are now working out outside, obviously not now, but always working out outside or in their garage or, you know, so we're going to create a product here that, you know, hopefully can be worn outside, which would be great. And so we've been sort of developing that over the last, man, I don't know, eight, nine months. So we're close and hopefully soon we'll have something for everybody, which would be amazing. I think our customers will really love it and obviously i'll get you guys some as soon as they come out of course thank you and, yeah and i think you know i think the yeah so we're trying to go in that, and then of course also still while still maintaining the american made you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can do overseas but i think you know me this is my own personal belief but there is something to be said about getting on a flight or in the car and seeing somebody face to face within a few hours you know what i mean and building that trust and that's something that i never want to remove from the process you know i feel like that's that's integral part of it and being able to you know whatever we want to talk about fantasy football or you know the lightning yesterday you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. you know there's there there's that sort of fun aspect to it but you know versus like dealing with different you know you know i don't know where you guys are manufactured but you're dealing with different time zones you're dealing with different languages you're dealing with different currencies you're dealing with delays you know it takes two seconds to pick up my cell phone and text somebody, you know, Hey man, what's going on? And he gets back, you know? So I think that's, that was a huge part of it. And we were finally able to figure out how to do that. And I think we really want to like start to get into some more like military type of accounts since we are like, you know, I, I, I'm forgetting the, uh, uh, I think it's not prop 65. I'm forgetting the compliance code for just like American made products. I, I'm, I'm completely forgetting, but that's like every police car is like a Ford or a Chevy, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's American made. So I think, we really want to start to try to, you know, get into those, those accounts somehow, which would be amazing. Uh, we have like a couple like internationally, like small settings of that, but I think, you know, it'd be nice to, I think that's a pretty badass thing to do, you know? Well, I think it says a little about keeping, I mean, we, we, we complain a lot about jobs moving out of the country, but yeah. being able to, I mean, presidents talk about, oh, we're bringing back manufacturing. So I think that's a big part is, is being loyal to your fellow citizens in regards yeah. to keeping manufacturing and making products here. So is the cost associated going to be a little bit higher? Yeah, most likely. But in I think if you a lot of people change that mindset to saying, okay, yeah, I'm willing to pay a few cents more if it helps keep some fellow Americans working and running right. and, and stimulating right. the economy. So uh, in theory, that's like way too easy of a concept. I guess people just, you know, not everybody gets that, but that, you know what I mean? That's such a great, concept and way of thinking you know what i mean but it's not everybody gets that when you say it's american made you know what mm-hmm. i mean they just they hopefully when they see american made they assume quality 
And like, you know, yeah, maybe there's a little price, but that's baked into the quality, you know? It's hard for people, though, to rationalize sometimes. If you give them two different price points, most people are going to gravitate to the cheaper price point. But the problem is, is if the cheaper price point is also more an inferior product, you're going to have to buy that multiple times compared to the more expensive price point, which you're most likely not going to have to purchase as often. So in reality, in the long term, have you really saved more money or have you actually end up spending more money? Great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And uh, you don't really think about that, but also too, when people buy the higher price point, there's inherent value, right? Whether or not you actually are more valuable, right? People still assume you're getting a more valuable product. And there is power in that too, because if you're not, well, then you better make sure you are. Right. And I think that's, but there is like people get this product that comes to your house. The unboxing is great. People might not even care what's in the box by the time they actually get unboxed. You know, mm-hmm. if they can have that crazy of an experience of a handwritten thank you note, you know, nice wrapping, a nice box. By the time they even get to the stick or the sock, they're like, they've got me. You know what I mean? Like it's worth the difference in price point, right? So yeah, I think and I think Brendan actually good friend is Johnny Cupcakes, which I don't know if you know Johnny Earl's name. He owns Johnny Cupcakes, like a t-shirt brand here in Boston. It's very pretty very popular mm. company, but they do like all these cool launches and cool, you know, they work with Marvel or they work with whatever. And his like home run is like just getting the customer to be absolutely batshit surprised when the thing comes to their house. You know what I mean? Like what's going to be in this package? Is it, you know what I mean? How is it packaged? How is it, you know, what else is in there? Is there little treats or little like trinkets or little, you know, and people like really love just purchasing for the fact of like, what's going to come in the package besides what I actually ordered. Right. So it's like keeping the customer, like, you know, just a smile on their face when they get the product. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah I saw you got, uh, um, are you going to the barefoot training summit again? I think yeah, you we'll shared our, something. We, yeah. We'll do our workout. Dr. M always likes to have us there just for a one hour workout. Just get everybody yeah. moving and grooving. Cause that's so where we originally met. That's where we yeah, first that back was in, uh, first uh, met. Yeah. Back in uh, New York. She's been a huge, you know, she's been a huge supporter of us. So we just, we, yeah. we always reciprocate. So, you know, it's like, you know, everything's just about establishing relationships and helping each other out. And that's what we got to do to just keep everybody growing at this, you know, keep everybody keeping up. I so, feel like everywhere, I feel like everywhere I look at, you know, I, I now have my, I'm sure you two, obviously, I got my eyes peeled and I see, oh, look at that orange stick in the corner over there. Like I see it everywhere, man. So congrats. It looks Thank like you. You know, even if it's yeah. in the background, that's all we care yeah, about. Yeah, as long yeah, as it's yeah. in the background, dude. You ain't, as long, there's a reason why it's orange too, you know? Yeah. Right? As, as long as it's in the background, we don't even care if anybody's not using it. People are using it too. All right. But, you know, yeah. but, as, but the more people keep seeing photos and it's everywhere, yeah. it just, it just keeps sinking in. Right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think it's or like, what is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? what yeah, Curiosity exactly. factor. What is that? Yeah. Why is that yep. there? The uh, the English national team using it the other day was freaking. That was <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. Oh my, that's the, awesome. What, what do they say? I think it's like the average amount of time somebody has to see a brand before they know it. I think it's something like six. Don't quote me on that, but I think oh, it's really something like that. So you know, they might see the stick once and. They, See if by the time they get the six, they're finally like, oh yeah, those are the stick mobility. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's it's not, you know what I mean? That's why I think the 
problem is a lot of people get with like Instagram is they want to pay somebody to like post this picture with their product once. And it's like, yeah. okay, you do it once. It's never going to be seen again. And people, it doesn't have, you need to have a long term. This is what I think you guys do a good job of. And we try to do is like, yeah. you know, you need to have a long-term plan with somebody if you're going to work with them, not like, okay, post once and then never see you again. Right. It's like, is right. this authentic? Do you really enjoy the product? Do you really enjoy using this? Great. Cause then we'll send you more stuff or cause we're happy that you love it. Right. As mm -hmm. opposed to like, let's just monetarily compensate you to just post once. It just doesn't, it's not organic. It doesn't seem like yeah, natural, you know, that's exactly our strategy, man. We don't, we don't do that because you know, those, those people that they'll DM you, right. They're like, Hey, you know, send yeah. us, send us some sticks and we'll, yes. we'll post for you. And then also pay us this much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was on the call the other day and somebody asked, Oh, like, so what do you do for like, I saw you're in this magazine and that magazine. What do you do? If I was like, honestly, like, and you guys are probably, I'm, I'm sure we're in the same boat in this yeah. regard is we don't do like, we're not adamantly out there trying to get people to feature us. Like if you love our product and like it, then we like you and love you. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, it's not like, it, it just, you know, and I think a lot of people, Oh, this is what we've been featured in and whatever, but you can tell when it's like organic versus like just paid. Me, you know? Yeah. Cause when you see those top 10 lists and things like that, you're kind of always wondering, did you pay to get on the list? Uh, right. Was it really, like you said, grassroots, was it really the authentic thing? depending on who the influencer or whatever to send him or her products is not a big issue because I mean, think about what you would have to pay if you were paying cash versus just sending them products and, and, you know, and t-shirts and all this other stuff. And the, mm -hmm. I mean, you're spending a fraction of the cost, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and, and once you get the sticks or the socks into people's feet or hands, it, they, they're like, Oh, I like it. I like yep. it. And that's all you need yep. to hear as soon as they say, I like it. You're like, so where, how can people get a hold of you or follow you on social media? Yeah. So obviously pedestal footwear is the name and uh, pedestal meaning, you know, people ask about the name. So pedestal footwear and the reason the root word is ped, which means feet, feet right. Yep. And, then and then pedestal, which is something sturdy and strong that you stand on, which symbolizes your feet. Right. So just like spelling pedestal footwear.com. And then uh, my name is Mike, and you can just email me at mike at pedestalfootwear.com. And then also follow us on social. Everything is just at Pedestal Footwear. Awesome. Oh, man. Well, thanks, Mike, for coming on. Yeah. We appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Some great information in there. We look forward to chatting with you down the road and then uh, hopefully run into you sooner or later in yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. We got to get something on the calendar. So something know, on the calendar, huh? Next time you come back East Coast or whatever, you just let me know. I'll make it happen. I'll, I'll right. find you where I can find you. And obviously, thank you both for having me on. And uh, obviously, I'll keep you uh, in the loop on everything else that's going on here. And uh, again, I really appreciate it. Thank you so yep, much. Thanks for ditch, ditch your shoes. Ditch your uh, shoes. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, to all the listeners out there, until next episode, be good to each other. <laughs> <laughs>